You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. So you think you've got what it takes to join the Alliance. Can you say the same thing when you're pitted against the Emperor's legions of stormtroopers, led by his Sith Enforcer Darth Vader? Mind you, this is the Empire that wiped out the Jedi Order and took over the Republic in a near-perfect coup. The course you will take is a dangerous one, and we are vastly outnumbered. We need beings of courage, intelligence, and strength of will. Commanders Michael Cohen and Matthew Frankie are waiting to debrief you. As veterans of the Clone Wars, they are some of the best. They even survived the Jedi Purge. You are fighting for freedom and hope now. So go on, get moving. Oh, and Rookie. Welcome to the Rebellion. Hello and welcome back to Rebel Cells Clone Wars Special Edition for the episode Rookies. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me as always, my faithful co-pilot, Matt the Crankster Cranky. Hey, Mike. Good to be back as we continue our Clone Wars Special Edition coverage on Season 1 of Star Wars The Clone Wars. Hey, so we're going through uh, Rookies today, but before we get into that, Mike, can I just ask you a question before we start? Sure. Have you seen Solo and you just haven't had the heart to tell me? Uh, because I feel like everybody else has seen it and I haven't. What's going on here? <laughs> uh, you know I know, mean? no, you know what? I I have not seen it either. Um, okay, I think I was sure. <laughs> a lot of people in the Los Angeles area, and uh, you know, there's that inner circle. There's that there's that yeah. handful of people that they get invited to these things. We're not on that list, but uh, yeah. that's all right because we're gonna see it with everybody else. Yeah, Next some people have seen it twice. I'm like, oh, yeah. can I see it once first? But yeah, no, we got, uh, we're close, we're close, a week away. Um, yeah, yeah, and, and you know what? Like, I think about this a lot. Obviously, I want to see these movies as soon as possible, right? I mean, we all do. We all want in there yeah. as fast as we can get there. But I don't know, man. Like, I have like a whole ritual to going to the movies where like we go to a specific place, we have dinner beforehand and like it's a whole thing so to me it's like yeah okay getting to see it early would be cool but i know i'd only get to take like one person right Mm -hmm. because i'm not gonna get like 10 tickets to go see solo so it's like i get to go with like one person probably crystal uh and uh you know like it's it just it's just not as big of a thing if i could go to like a Hollywood premiere, that would be a different thing. But but to just go to like an early press screening, um, unless unless it was a communal thing, because that's 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 my thing about Star Wars is I love going True. to these movies, the Star Wars movies, the Marvel movies, even the DC movies to a certain degree. Um <clears throat> I love going to see these movies with my friends, right? Like that's that's what I'm after more than anything. So I uh, so yeah, I it, it's really not that big of a deal to me to wait another week 
Um, and, uh, and, and it's going to be worth the wait. The, my only problem is all of the people out there talking about this movie and really mm. kind of almost spoiling it to a certain degree and really just kind of giving away <clears throat> a little bit too much, I think on the internet mm-hmm. and then all of the stupid headlines. But, um, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, let's get into the news. Uh, yeah, yeah. first and foremost, let's talk about the big announcement from earlier today. The reason why we record on Wednesdays, yeah. uh, <laughs> star That's Wars, good. Yeah. Yeah. star Wars celebration 2019 will be happening in Chicago, April 11th to 15th, uh, at McCormick place, uh, which is a convention center, apparently one of the biggest in the country. Uh, and, I. Uh, I I think that that right there is your biggest hint at why they are moving mm-hmm. Celebration to Chicago this year. Um, mm-hmm. I think that they've discovered that the uh, the Orange County Convention Center doesn't hold it, uh, and uh, the and obviously uh, you and I know that uh, the the was it the Anaheim Convention Center? No, it's what's the oh, one in Anaheim? Is that Orange County as well? <laughs> yeah it they're, is it is actually that's why it's so confusing it is in Orange yeah County. i think that they're both yeah. maybe it's is the other one yeah the one in orlando i think was the orange county convention center as well so um yeah i like the 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 cons that i've been to the the celebrations that i've been to both um in orlando and in anaheim <clears throat> um it's very obvious that that the the con is getting too big for those venues and uh, and I think that's the biggest reason to do this is that you know the, they just don't have the yeah. space to accommodate this many people. Um, the other thing I think is that they're kind of spreading it around and letting letting people from the Northeast uh, get a get a stab at it. People who maybe aren't able to travel as far as Florida or California, um, yeah. and that makes a lot of sense to me. But oh, true. Yeah. The big question is whether or not you and I are going to be at Star Wars Celebration 2019 in Chicago. And I know for myself, and I'm probably going to guess for you as well, uh, that answer is a no. I just don't think that I can justify it. Because we've also got Galaxy's Edge opening in 2019. And I don't know. I think that's where I'm going to go instead. I I, I really want to go to that. You know, I think it was between Celebration and Disney, at least for me, and I know the family wants to get back to Disneyland. It's been since it's been a while. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, man. I, I I don't know. I think I think Disneyland is going to be the way to go during that that season during yeah. that year. So I, I think know. so. You know, it's tough. I think yeah. back to the last Star Wars celebration that we went to back in 2015, and I I my favorite memory from that week was absolutely the day at Disneyland that we spent together. That uh, you and myself and uh, Carl. And my wife, Crystal, were hanging out at Disneyland all day. And then later in the evening, Carl left us. But uh, but uh, Jason, sure. uh, sorry, uh, Kyle and uh, and Tim joined yeah, us. Yeah. And we went back in and we rode Star Tours and we met Mickey Mouse and we rode Indiana <laughs> Jones. And we just kind of generally enjoyed the atmosphere and, and each other's company. And um, that that to me is like... There's a certain amount of stress to a Star Wars celebration mm-hmm. uh, that I don't know. The last one last year, uh, I, I we didn't go. Uh, that was in Orlando, 
and Kara was only what eight months old, I think, at the time. And uh, and instead of going to Orlando, Kara and I I took the 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 couple days off of work, and Kara and I just sat at home on the couch yeah. and watched live streams. Um, yeah. off of YouTube and uh, and you know I got to experience everything as it was happening and really enjoy um, all of the 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 panels and everything that I wanted to obviously you don't get to go to any of the community panels or anything like that the only thing that I missed was the people like that's that is honestly right. like the only thing that I didn't get to experience yeah. last year and I don't know I I I don't know. Maybe there's a, maybe there's another way that we can figure that part out. But I, uh, yeah, like I, I, I am much more interested in us all meeting up for Star Wars for uh, Galaxy's Edge to open in Disneyland and being there for that. That to me is, um, I've done Celebration three times now. I love it, and I will happily go back when it's in a geographically convenient location, or I can afford to and or I I, I handle the trip. The biggest thing last year wasn't even so much the money as it was just having an eight-month-old, and the idea right. of going to Orlando in April with an eight-month-old was not – it wasn't really That's tough, in the yeah. cards. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and and so like once it's back in a location, my hope that they, if they're going to be bouncing it around like this, my hope is that they do one in Seattle. Um, mm-hmm. If they did one in Seattle, that would be fantastic because I'll just drive down. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I uh, uh, like I'll I'll happily go back. But the opening of Galaxy's Edge is going to be kind of a once in a lifetime experience, mm-hmm. and I want to do that with you and and matt campbell and uh and and tim and and you know like hopefully kyle and jason can come up for that and maybe we can even convince carl to come out to disneyland for that um and and who knows who else martin i'm sure is going to be uh on his way i was talking to him about it earlier today so uh you know like us getting a nice airbnb and being there for that opening i think could be uh a way cooler more unique experience than than star wars celebration although we might end up competing with a lot more people (laughs) i think so i think Um, so yeah but yeah well you know what you know what you said the strain i totally forgot about this like the streaming aspect of it uh is almost makes it an easier decision because you know you're going to be able to see all those major panels yeah and in it's we're going to be able to see those and another thing i thought of too just now was like Man, that that's that could possibly be a pretty damn good one to go to because you you might get stuff from the TV show, obviously from from uh, like I said the TV show that uh, that um, John Favreau is working on. John, yeah, because yeah, he's already got half the scripts done. So like we might get something there, and you, who knows about the Benioff and stuff if we get any teases from that. But yeah, that might be a pretty. And it's five days. It's longer this time, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, but, but if you follow me on Twitter, I, we've, I kind of already said my piece about this at first I was kind of like bummed because it made sense that we just talked about a galaxy's galaxy's edge is opening up. Why, why would you not have a celebration? tile that together? Holy crap. That'd be awesome. But, um, it turns out maybe like we talked about on Twitter, maybe that galaxy is not going to be as finished as quick as they thought. And mm-hmm. rather than try to put it off they just said oh we'll just change the 
the area, which, which again, I'll say that I think, like you said, Mike, it is great that they're doing that. They're kind of spreading the wealth around the United States, you know, wherever they're going to do it. Yeah. I think that's kind of cool. And it kind of reminds me of um, like when they pick for the Olympics, like every, every city wants it, <laughs> yeah. right? I want the Olympics. And then when you get it, everybody goes crazy. And that's kind of what it was on Twitter. Like all of us were all like, oh, damn, we didn't get it. You know, everybody over in the Midwest and stuff and Chicago's going crazy. Yes, we got it, you know? So it kind of reminded me of like picking for the Olympics. But good for those guys. I mean, it had, nothing's really been there except for maybe like I guess Indianapolis would be kind of close. But um, good for them. They got it. I kind of wish it was in Anaheim like you, but mm-hmm. oh, well, I will figure it'll be it'll be back in Anaheim some uh, another day sometime soon. But like you said, this I don't know, this this galaxy galaxy's edge thing might be uh, the way to go. And like, you know, we, like we said, you can stream all that great stuff. So makes it a little easier not to go. But, you know, you miss some of that camaraderie and go into the convention. I get it. But um, they're making it making it a little easier to stay away now with the with the streaming. So. Um, that's the way it is. You know, like you said, I, I doubt, unless I go by myself and just do a one thing, you know, go by myself and do it. That's a possibility, but I don't know. I I think I'd rather save the money and go to LA. So that's the only thing that I could think as well is if my wife was okay with just me going, but at the same time, I just know, I don't know. It just wouldn't be the same. I like, I want, I want to bring Kara and you know, like the, the, the whole Star Wars celebration is about family it's a it's a funny yeah. thing but right. that's really what it is and it's it's star wars family and everything and if i get to see everybody um i wanna i Kara hasn't been to a star wars celebration yet she hasn't met you or carl or jason or tim or uh kyle or anybody yet right so mm-hmm. um so that the idea that that we come out and you know kind of it's almost a family reunion of sorts, right? So, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I am I am bummed that I probably won't be there, but I know that um, that Galaxy's Edge is next year as well, and, and I think that we're gonna make that a priority. Um, yeah. And we're, we'll get an Airbnb and we'll do the whole thing again, you know? Yeah, definitely. And you know, things have changed since I since the last time we've been there. I mean, the rides have been updated, especially yep. Star Tours. That's been updated, so there'll be new stuff. Plenty of new stuff to see, obviously, besides Galaxy's Edge. So, oh yeah, yeah. by the time by yeah. the time yeah. Galaxy's Edge is coming out, I think that they'll probably have content for Episode Nine. So, uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe yeah. right? Yeah, it'd be crazy. So, yeah, that's the that's the big news. Um, the only other thing I think we kind of mentioned it. We started to talk about uh, obviously Solo's out, and people have seen it. Critics and, and a few other uh, privileged people were able to see it. And here's what's here's the only problem I have, Mike, with with the premiere so, so far away from the actual release date. I mean, not so far away, but you know I mean? Typically you get the premiere and then a week later, this has gone on, what, a couple weeks now. Yeah. And it's just, you're getting bombarded with, and I can't stay away from watching spoiler stuff. I want to see what people are thinking and especially people that I tend to, um, I don't agree with sometimes with how they think of movies. And this thing, I got to tell you, for me, some of the stuff I've seen, it's like all over the place. I'm seeing people that are giving it a 9.8 out of 10. And I see some people that are talking about, oh, it's kind of slow. And another person says, oh, yeah. it's constant action. I'm like, what the heck is going on? I mean, it's just like, I can't, I guess don't even, I guess don't even look at anything anymore. Just you got to go in with your own, um, 
expectations, whatever they might be, and just go from there. It's just because I've seen things all kind of all over the board, mostly positive. Don't get me wrong, mostly positive mm-hmm. for sure. Um, it's just levels of positivity have been up and down a little bit. So I don't know. I, what's your? Uh, have you been seeing a lot of this stuff or reading it, watching it? How you? How you? dealing with it i've definitely been paying attention to sort of the overall conversation but i'm trying to stay away from too many spoilers because now at this point people are going to talk about actual plot points um and there's some stuff that i'm kind of privy to that i wish that i wasn't uh because now i'm going to be waiting for things and (laughs) uh and i hate that because you you guys know me like my my motto is always people ask me what i want to see in something it's well i want to be surprised i want i want to see something i wasn't expecting to see right Um, but my biggest thing is all of the articles trying to tell me, I tweeted this, right. Trying to tell me how I should feel about a movie that hasn't even come out yet. And, and to me, like, that's the thing is that like, I'm not, I, your early impressions reviews shouldn't be so subjective i don't think i mean I, I i really think that an early impression review needs to be it needs to be either one sentence like it needs to be a tweet of like just saw solo really liked it mm-hmm. right or just saw solo blew my mind just saw solo i don't know it wasn't the i didn't think it was the greatest right or it needs to be like a solo's I uh, you know like the performances were at this level and the special effects are at this level and the the story is good and you know like without getting into too much detail kind of giving you an objective breakdown of what what you can kind of expect mm-hmm. without getting into like i don't know the idea of like well it's slow to start but then it's got a good third act it's like well yeah so does every movie like <laughs> get out of here right like that's not a review that's just a platitude right mm-hmm. like i don't know that's to me that's the that's kind of the thing is that I want, I guess I just don't want reviews at all. Right. Like I want, I want a, a, a reaction, but I don't want an early review. I think that's what it is. Is that like, it's, if, if, if the general audience hasn't gotten to see it yet. And the other thing is that I've been to, to uh, media screenings, right. Like to press screenings and the vibe at a press screening, this goes back to what I was saying earlier about getting, not yeah. getting to see it early. Yeah. The vibe at a press screening and the vibe at opening night, oh. just completely the I can opposite. imagine. Um, yeah. Press screenings are just so like, it's people who have to be there for work. It's a few fans. And then it's a bunch of people who got their tickets for free on the radio or because they know somebody or whatever. And they're just there because they got free tickets. And mm-hmm. I'm always of the opinion uh, up here in, in Vancouver, we or uh, I guess in Canada, uh, Cineplex has a thing called VIP. I think I've probably talked about it before. And VIP theaters, they're like these big lush seats um they're kind of, it's kind of like a love seat with an armrest in the middle that you can put up or down so if mm. you're there with uh with somebody you want to get snuggly with you can do that so it's kind of like having your own couch to a certain degree yeah. um and uh and they serve alcohol and they serve food directly to you you got like a little table that like folds out of your chair and that sort of thing um so it's a much more it's a much more luxurious experience but it's also like you pay for that, right? It's about 
I think the ticket prices now are like $25 a piece. Mm. Um, but on Tuesdays, they're a little bit cheaper. Uh, it's, it's a little closer to like 15 and, uh, uh, I'm happy when they were 20 bucks, I was really happy to pay 20 bucks. 25 is kind of pushing it, but $20 a ticket. And then you get a drink and you get some food or whatever you go out for a night and it's, you know, you're, you're talking about about 70 or $80 night out, yeah. but, um, for two people and, and food and everything. But I, everybody else who's in that theater is doing the same thing more mm-hmm. or less, right? They've spent at least like 40, $50 to be there. So you don't get people showing up 15 minutes into the start of the movie. You don't get people like sitting there texting on their phone or talking. It's like you paid $25 to be here. You, you want to watch this movie, right? It's not like general admission where it's like, ah, you paid 10 bucks. Who cares? Um, so I don't know, maybe that's a little bit elitist of me, but I just think that, I just think that the attitude's a little bit different when you've spent that much more money to be there. Um, you, you want to go for that more, um, sort of like luxurious experience. I think, I think that you kind of, you're like, you, you're a person who kind of respects movies a little bit more than, than your general audience. That's how I love to see movies that and opening night in IMAX. Like those are the two places because there you get the vibes of just like pure excitement and, um, you know, characters come up on screen for the first time and people lose their minds. And the, the, the moment in the last Jedi, the silence, Mm -hmm. and you just get that one person who goes, Holy crap. (laughs) Right. And it's just (laughs) like everybody, everybody's there for the same reason. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess it's the same vibe as like a star Wars celebration, right? Like that's, that's kind of the thing. And uh, I don't know. That's, that's what I'm after. I'm not after the, the that sort of like oh i'm here on business sort of attitude that you get at a press screening and i think that that colors reviews it colors reviews a lot um because people are just there for work the people Mm -hmm. reviewing it are just there for work i'm not really a huge star wars fan but you know there's a person on our uh local news that uh, every friday she does sort of like the movie roundup here's what's coming out this week and she's always like, like with the big tentpole movie, she's always like, well, it's not really my cup of tea, but I guess if you like that sort of thing, and it's so derivative, <laughs> like uh, not derivative, yeah. derogatory, um, right. that it's like, what are you doing? Like, everybody loves these movies. Why you gotta, why you gotta rain on everybody's parade? What are you doing reviewing movies for a living? If you hate movies, like get out of here. <laughs> um, and I think yeah. that there's a little bit of that. There's a little bit of like these people being like, uh, Oh, solo receives tepid response at can. And then you see another tweet. That's like yeah, four minutes exactly standing ovation, about. right? Standing like, ovation. Yeah. It's exactly what I'm talking get about. Get out of here with that? your, with what? your editorializing and yeah. you're straight up. I hate to use this term. I hate to use this term, but you're straight up fake news. Fake news. <laughs> it just kills yes. me, man. Where it's like you have yeah. an agenda, you have a perspective, and you want everybody else to agree with you. Therefore, you're going to try and you're you're gonna try and get people to just agree without having seen the movie. So to me, like that's it. That's that's what I'm talking about, where it's like Yeah. 
Oh, man, just shut up with your trying to tell me how to feel about this movie before I've even seen it. I'll let you know how I feel. And guess what? Spoiler alert. I like Star Wars. <laughs> Are there spaceships? Yeah. Are there yeah. laser blasters? Is, Are there aliens yeah. and creatures? Han Solo's in it. Action. I'm good. Yeah. I'm yeah, good to exactly. go. Like, that's Shoot all I yeah. yeah. Like, come on. Get out of here. Get out of here with yeah, the nonsense. What are you looking uh, for? You know, like, that's all I'm looking yeah. for in life. Not even just, well, what, just for a movie, but just in life. That's all I want is spaceships and aliens and creatures and fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I was getting at. It's exactly what you mentioned. It was, it, I think I read that today. It was just like, how do you have a tepid response if they're giving you a stand innovation? It doesn't make any sense. And that's where I was talking about. Some people are just like, yeah. It's slow. And some people say it's all action. It's like, what the heck is going on? Like, I guess I can't really. And I'm just a sucker because I, I want to see, you know, I'm excited. I want to see what mm-hmm. some even Star Wars fans are thinking about it that got to see this movie early. Yeah. So I'm kind of soaking up a ton of stuff. But now I'm just like, you know what? Just I'm, I'm going to turn it off. Forget it. I'll just I, I can wait another week. It's I'm not going to worry about what other people have to say anymore. I'm just going to go see it. And, and the good thing is that, like I said earlier, everything's been f- pretty much positive i haven't heard anybody say it's bad i mean i mean of course putting the movie out this this soon and going to con and doing it early obviously they were pretty um confident in it so uh that being said i like i said i haven't heard anything like just oh it's terrible so yeah it's just gonna be the level of you know of and i've heard there's some surprises so i'm just yeah hey this i'm shutting everything off and then thursday afternoon thursday night I'll be sitting in. I'll be reclining back in my seat. Yep. Get ready for it. Yeah. Digging my hand in a huge bucket of corn. But uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. But other than that, I mean, shoot, anything else going on in the news? Um, no, man. It. It's just it. heads down in Clone Wars and getting ready for yep. Solo. Get ready. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're going into the summer. Um, and I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. It's going to be a good summer full of Clone Wars and uh, and – Man, I think I'm gonna see Solo quite a few times in the theaters. That's my yeah. that's mm-hmm. my early impression, not having seen it yet. You want to ask me what my feelings <laughs> are not having seen the movie? Both my feelings movies. are that I am going to love this movie and I'm gonna to want to see it more than once. Um, yeah, it's a good bit. Yeah, I, yeah. I, would... I think we're gonna be happy. I think you and I are gonna be happy. Um, so, yeah. I'll actually just promote right now. Okay, so I've been talking about the spoiler cast. Um, leading up into solo and we were going to try something new, but I talked with, uh, with, with, uh, Tim and Kyle and Paul about spoiler cast. So what we're going to do is, uh, I think we're probably just going to do business as usual. Like we've done with the last two star Wars movies. I, uh, Tim is going to lead a spoiler cast on, uh, the thunder quack YouTube channel, um, that everybody can go and enjoy for free. Um, obviously if you want the MP3 of that, you got to be a Patreon supporter, but it's on YouTube. So you can do with that with what you will. But Matt, you and I, our exclusive spoiler cast is going to be for Patreon supporters only. So if you want to hear what Matt and I think about solo, a star Wars story as soon as possible. And I'm talking Monday night. Uh, it will be recording uh, following uh, uh, Solo, so that's what, the 28th? Um, mm-hmm. 
And we are going to have a special guest as well. Uh, oh, we're gonna we're gonna be joined by Lauren Galloway Ooh. from uh, from Fandom. She's a writer for Fandom, so she's primarily actually uh, a Marvel writer. But I know she's a huge Star Wars fan. Um, I know her through uh, DC TV Podcast Network, and we've done some podcast stuff together um, over there because uh, uh, Quiver is a part of that. So, uh, so I'm really excited. I'm excited to bring in a new voice to talk about Solo, to talk about Star Wars a little bit, and uh, and get a little bit of a different perspective. Yeah, it sounds. Then perhaps Matt and I might bring. So, that's something exciting to look forward to. Next, oh, uh, in a couple of weeks. Yeah. So you've still got time to go over there and uh, and and chip in your shekels uh, in advance of of that spoiler cast. And you know what? I think, I think there's a good chance if you throw in a buck for this month and you check out the rest of the content that we've got over there on thunder quack, um, that you might decide to just let it ride for a little while. Um, we it's, we're going into the summer. We've got, we'll have, um, next week, actually a Deadpool two spoiler cast going up probably around Tuesday or Wednesday. And then obviously the week after that, we will have the solo one going up. Um, and then later on in the summer, we got Jurassic world fallen kingdom coming. So that'll have a spoiler cast. Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp will obviously have a spoiler cast. Um, and, Whoa, there's a there are movies that I'm forgetting. I'm sure that there are movies in June and July that I'm forgetting. Um, so yeah, there's lots of really great content coming this summer for Thunderquack, uh, both from from the 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 podcasts themselves as well as our exclusive stuff over on Patreon. So that's uh, that's totally worth checking out. And uh, and obviously supporting us on Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/Thunderquack, it helps us do our thing you may have noticed that matt's voice is maybe a little bit um a little smoother a little bit a little bit i uh, i uh, uh, richer and fuller lately and you know like that's because yeah, i got maybe. a new microphone <laughs> uh and uh and i've got a new setup so you might not hear the tapping so much stuff like that is because um is because you guys support us on patreon right it it what it basically does is it covers the cost of hosting so that Matt and I don't have to cover that cost ourselves and then we can turn around and we put that cost back into equipment and um, mm-hmm. other cool stuff like that. So, um, right. so yeah, I, I, it's a, it's, we don't make any money off of Thunderquack. Let me assure you that it's not like it's going into my pocket or Matt's pocket. It is definitely sitting in a PayPal account paying for hosting fees and graphic packages and stuff like that and audio and, helping us produce new podcasts, new content. So um, everybody who does support us, we really appreciate that. And, you know, we usually do our rigmarole at the end of the podcast, but every once in a while it's nice to remind the people who stick, who don't stick around for the very end um, that, uh, that we could definitely use your support. And the other thing is that it gets you access to, to the Thunder, Thunderquack Patreon Club uh, on Facebook, which is a group that's exclusively for Thunderquack Patreon supporters. And uh, and it's such a cool community over there. It's really inclusive. Everybody's really welcoming and friendly. And we have good really fun, good conversations about Thunderquack content, about everything that you could imagine, right? And there's actually there's stuff that we talk about in the group that maybe never makes it into any of the podcasts so you know like there, there's uh th- i think there's good reason 
it's worth a dollar. It's a dollar a month. And that's all we're talking about. And if everybody listening to this chipped in that dollar a month, um, we could do some really cool stuff. We do some really cool stuff. So that's all I'll say on that. Um, my, my pitch is over. Let's, let's get into this episode. Yeah. All right. Let's get into rookies. It's time for the Rebel Cells Clone Wars Special Edition recap. Is it civilized? Uh, that depends on your definition of civilized. I'm enjoying this far too much. All right, today we are, like I said, looking at rookies. Uh, this is the episode, uh, episode five. Justin Ridge is the director. Henry Gilroy is the writer. And the fortune cookie for this episode, the best confidence builder is experience. And uh, you want me to start off, Mike, or you want to go? Yeah, let's jump into it. Uh, okay, the setting is the tracking station on the Rishi Moon, located on a wispy borders of Republic space, not far from the cloning facilities of Camino. Inside the station are a team of rookie clones. Heavy is the impetuous and impatient one. Uh, he wiles the time away, arm wrestling with uh, Trooper Cutup, the Joker. Echo is all about regulation, manuals, and protocol. Also, there is Fives, uh, CT275555, and Nub, named after the non-flattering acronym, non-useful body, and uh, and lastly, droid bait. So, Mike, we start off, and this is this is the this is the episode actually where I jumped in, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you what a, what an episode to jump into because um, this was the one where I, I ambush kind of did this too, but this one as well was like, wow, I'm watching. The I, I, first thing I remember thinking to myself was, man, this is this is kind of an adult uh, thing going on here. This isn't necessarily for uh, for kids. Yeah, and uh, it just kind of drew you right in. It, it focused on um, these rookies, these these clones. There were no, you know, Anakin and, and Obi Wan showed up, but it was just barely in this thing. So here is a whole episode dedicated to clones um, and rookie clones with no major characters on the forefront. You know what I mean, as far as story goes. And that was like a huge thing. It's like, whoa, this is like I like I said earlier. This is a this is kind of a game changes here, you know, when they're when they're able to make a story around just some clones. Where in the movies, we're, they're just like cannon fodder and all that kind of thing. So this was totally different. Uh, and it's the way this thing starts out, and and we get this kind of, um, you know, we're here on this Camino, kind of near Camino, space surrounding Camino, protected by this uh, this clone trooper. Uh, regiment here uh, against the separatist army. They're, they're watching over this um, outpost. And the immediate thing that, that caught me also in this beginning was just like the the camaraderie of the guys. And and I think so, a lot of us guys and maybe girls too, if you're in any kind of clubs, you kind of, this is kind of way you get when you start to know each other and you start to mm-hmm. get bored. I, I know I've been in this spot before with some partners where you're, it's, you're in to a day of something, whatever it is you're doing, you know, stakeout or something. And you're just like, you're starting to get bored. You're looking for things to do. You're kind of cracking jokes on each other. You know, each guy has their own little quirk that they're doing. They're listening to music, you know, it's kind of that cool little vibe. So it's kind of one of the things that jumped out at me the beginning, as far as the beginning of this. Um, Mike, any, uh, any thoughts on this beginning here? 
clones taking over this uh, episode? No, yeah, I think you got it, man. I, I, it is very much about the camaraderie of the clones. It presents yeah. them as individuals, as uh, as as human beings, really. I mean, um, the movies I think really only show them as soldiers, and this mm-hmm. gives you that peek back behind the curtain and lets you know. Well, these guys—they all have different personalities. They all, and I think yeah. even way more than than in the episode ambush, we see that each one of them is really quite distinct. And uh, D. Bradley Baker, man, just rocking uh-huh. it. Right? All yeah. these characters, because it's it. The majority of this episode is D. Bradley Baker and Matthew Wood. Um, yeah, I, I D. Bradley Baker MVP of Star Wars: The Clone Wars by a long shot. Um, just, you know, cause he manages to characterize each and every one of these clones that, that, um, is called to the forefront of the story. Right. And we've got, we'll get another episode later this season, um, where we start to see a little bit more of the, the, um, the dangerous side of the individuality of the clones. And I, I, in that episode as well, I mean, like completely, unique separate characters and and uh and this crew these these five uh or sorry four i i uh, previously what i think how many are in their pod like five or six um what we get we're gonna get more of them in later seasons right i mean we get in at the beginning of season three we we establish uh the 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 origin story of this group as well as uh, uh, the continued adventures of uh, of Fives and Echo, yeah, um, right. And uh, and Fives ends up being a very very important character. Oh yeah, in right. yeah in in the Clone Wars in general in Star Wars. I mean, yeah, this is the introduction to Fives, and and that character goes on to be the the one responsible for uncovering the the programming inside of the clones that allows yeah. Rex, Gregor and Wolf to um avoid order 66 mm-hmm. therefore leading to them helping I uh, I uh, the ghost crew and Rex eventually helping Han Solo destroy the second death star <laughs> yeah. so you know, like, like it, yeah, it, these characters are important and I don't think that, that you could pull that off without D Bradley Baker's incredible performance for yeah. each of these, for each of these individual characters. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think he just nails it. He just does such a great job right off the bat and it only gets better as the series goes on. Just like everything we keep coming back to that it just gets better right. and better and better. Yeah, you mentioned uh, camaraderie too. Like, like I said, you know, they're listening to uh, the Grand Army of the Republic Radio, I believe they yeah. call it. You know, they're, they're arm wrestling. You know, it's just like boys being boys. But, but one of the story, um, I guess, the story points in this also is that that uh, you know you got a bunch of shinies here, and why is that? Why are shinies out here? It's the clones are pushed into this battle before, uh, and they even say this in the, in the episode here before their training is finished. So you got a lot of brand new clones out here that the training wasn't even finished. And the reason they had to do that was because the Jedi are spread throughout you know, the galaxy in this clone war now. And and they just need clones to 
supplement them and and these clones are on their own and they're just that's the reason that they're there it's just there's just not enough jedi to go around anymore you know so uh and that and the fact that these guys are are brand new they they're rushing to service and it kind of kind of go this episode kind of shows what happens when, when when you do that to these clones so um you want to keep going Mike? go ahead yeah uh inside the station are a team of rookie clones wait you did this one already yeah i got one sorry yeah uh, you combine two paragraphs. I did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Long-range sensors detect an incoming meteor shower. The clones raise the defensive shields, which block any meteors that land too close, but several strike in the outlying crater plane. Within the craters is a droid landing pod from which emerges sleek and stealthy droid commandos. So not only do we get introduced to all of these individual clones, but... We get the wonderful retconning of the battle droids uh, by adding in the very deadly and efficient commando droids. Um, Oh, boy. These guys are not to be trifled with. Uh, They cut through these clones like a hot knife through butter (laughs) in the upcoming scenes. And uh, I remember seeing this at when I saw this episode for the first time and seeing those droid commandos and just, I mean, like you can go back, you can listen to my reaction. Um, not reaction, but my, but my feelings very soon afterwards, uh, in, in the original frontlines episodes. Um, yeah, it, this undoes a lot of the damage that the battle droids did. Um, and it takes Roger Roger from something that's silly and goofy to something that's a little bit creepy and menacing. Um, yeah, I love the commando droids. I think that they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was kind of cool to see them kind of hidden in this in this. Um, I guess you'd call it a I don't know some kind of meteor shower or something like that. Yeah. And then oh geez, commando droids. And at first I thought they were assassin droids, and I got confused. And oh no no no, these are, these are the commando droids. First appearance of the uh, commando droids, and like you said, um, not to be messed with. I mean, they like you said, they kind of go through these guys pretty quick here in the beginning, and. Um, Quite a match for the clones, and actually yeah. another uh, in the beginning here. I believe it's as far as Domino Squad here. Um, I think Droid Bait is the first one to go, and he's actually almost executed at point blank range by these commander droids. And that's another instance where you go, "Whoa, this is um, this is some serious stuff." You know, it's this intense. is a, this is kind of PG. This is intense. Yeah, exactly. yeah. It, this show here. definitely had a way darker tone than Star Wars Rebels. Um, and, and, and I think that, that about midway through star Wars rebels, we kind of started to forget just how dark the clone wars went. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's interesting because it seems like, I I resistance is going to continue in the footsteps of star Wars rebels more than, Mm um, more than the clone wars. And, and it's going to be interesting to see how some of the fans react to that. Cause I know that one of the early complaints about rebels was that it wasn't as adult or mature as Clone Wars was. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I'll continue. When the perimeter scout fails to report in, a concerned Sergeant O'Niner sends Nub and Droid Bait to investigate. They discover that infiltrating commando droids are cut down by enemy fire. The clones attempt to activate the alert beacon, but the droids have disabled it. O'Niner is killed by droid fire, leaving only fives echo cut up and heavy behind to carry out the mission. So um, is this the point where have we got to these um, eels at this point? 
No, uh, not no, yet. That's, that's, that's out. out. Yeah, that's outside the the base. Okay, this is just the initial um, initial run up. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, Mike. You want anything, Dad? Yeah, uh, no, we'll keep going. Uh, okay. Just then, a Republic shuttle arrives at the Rishi outpost. Uh, Rex and Cody are on an inspection tour. A droid commando tries to fool them that all is okay at the outpost, but Rex sees through their charade. I'll continue here. Um, sorry, did you have something to say? You want to? You want? Well, I was just gonna say he. Yeah. Um, obviously, we all noticed it. It's uh, you know the the droid, the assassin droid, puts on the helmet. But the key giveaway was he says Roger, Roger. Yeah. And then Rex kind of goes. He, you know, he's figuring out like, okay, this is something's goofy there. And the way they're acting, it was kind of funny. Like, uh, I think it's a little bit later. They're moving their arms, you know, and it just not exactly. It's obviously robotic, like, you know what I mean. So it's kind of a clear giveaway. But I just want to mention that Rex uh, spots it right away with the uh, Roger Roger. Go ahead. Yeah, for sure. Um, (laughs) The four rookie clones sneak out of the outpost through a ventilation shaft and emerge in the crater-filled crags beneath the tracking station. They find no safety. An immense Rishi eel chomps down on Trooper Cutup, dragging him away screaming. The remaining three clones spot Cody's shuttle coming in for a landing. The rookies fire an alert flare to warn the officers of the droid invasion. So that's that's one of the other things that kind of sets them off, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and another thing too is um, I believe this – well, actually it had to be – uh, at first, I was thinking, wait a minute, is this the first curse word we've ever had in Star Wars a- as far as the timeline goes? And I'm like, no, uh, obviously Han said hell in The Empire Strikes Back. But even uh, one of these clones, it was like he, he says, what the hell was that? As was mm-hmm. the eel comes down. And again, you're just like, whoa, that kind of threw me for a loop. I was like, did I just did I just hear a curse word on Star Wars Clone Wars? What? OK, I guess I did. Okay. <laughs> it was just yeah. one of those kind of threw you for a minute. Like, wow, OK, this is. Again, this is a uh, deep here. Uh, Rex and Co- Cody lead the rookies in storming the ops center in the gunfight. Fives is wounded. Oh, we skipped. You, you skipped. Uh, yeah, you skipped one below the platform. Oh damn it! Below the platform, Rex and Cody discover the remaining rookies. <laughs> oh, there the rookies briefly uh, marvel at the officer's skill and bravery, uh, marksmanship, but quickly snap to attention as Cody takes command of them. The young clones, particularly heavy are determined to retake their outposts. You know what I want to mention, too, about um, Rex and Cody is there was a quick scene in between this with uh, with um, Anakin and Obi-Wan, and, and they're both talking to Rex. And, and I thought to myself, you know, it's, it's almost where Rex and Cody kind of have the same... Uh, not mannerism, matter, matter, just the way of thinking, maybe as their yeah. as their clone command. Do you, do, you, do you kind of feel that way a little bit? Like um, Cody seems a little like calm and and reassuring, and and you know he's like the stalwart, you know what I mean. But Rex is kind of like he's he's like a maverick, you know what I mean, and and he kind of shoots first, kind of thing. You ever do you ever feel that way? No, yeah, absolutely, and I think that that's yeah. a, that's a hundred percent intentional, and they even yeah. uh, mention it, uh, Obi Wan kind of kind of notes to Anakin he's like well he is your clone so he's yeah <laughs> gonna be he it's, he's, it's likely that he wouldn't follow procedure or whatever that sort of thing so yeah it's it's 100 percent intentional they want you to feel that way yeah okay yeah I just I just noticed that again watching that and seeing them too as the, all four of them kind of talk together through the uh through the um transmission that was like oh yeah it kind of kind of dawned on me there so uh, anyway go ahead mike 
Uh, Rex and Cody lead the rookies in storming the op center. In the gunfight, Fives is wounded, but the clones successfully wipe out the commandos. Cody examines the controls and detects the Separatist fleet invading Republic space. The Rishi base is transmitting a hardwired all-clear signal covering the Separatist approach. So this is kind of the real, um, the stakes raising in the middle of this. It's not just yeah. that these troopers, sorry, that these commandos are taking out the troopers, but it's also that uh, they're doing this in order to um, basically block uh, uh, the Republic from yeah. knowing that the Separatists are about to invade Camino. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, it's grievous. You know, he's after uh, Camino. T- is basically wants to permanently stop production mm-hmm. uh the clones. And and we saw a brief image of uh, Visage is there. She's also there to help. But that's kind of like what Grievous and the you know the Separatists are, are trying to do is, hey, we got to stop production, and that's going to help us immensely uh, in the war against uh, the Republic. So um, yeah, definitely. Uh, I missed where we were. I'll continue to see. Are we uh, at separatist? separatist reinforcements? Yeah, separatist reinforcements arrive in a landing craft. Rex improvises a new objective: the clones must destroy the outpost. When the all-clear signal stops broadcasting, the Republic will be alerted to the invasion. Echo suggests using liquid Tabana fuel to blow up the base. Uh, The clones retreat deeper into the station, holding off the droids long enough for their explosives to be set. Rex is having trouble with a faulty detonator. Heavy takes over demolition duty, telling Rex and the rest to evacuate through the vent shaft. Heavy has little luck with the detonator, but he's determined to manually detonate the explosives. He is blasted by the droids, but goes down fighting. That was a, uh, that was one of those scenes where you're like, man, this is a, like I said, an intense episode, uh, and this where Heavy kind of goes down, and he's gonna take over, and obviously it's not gonna work unless he stays and kind of sacrifices himself. Yeah. And and this is a huge thing talking about sacrifice and the clones and and what they're uh, what Heavy's what Heavy is actually doing here. And I just loved him. I love seeing him in his his rotary cannon. He was just going crazy. It reminded me of like. Predator and, and Jesse Ventura when he's like just mowing down everything. He just <laughs> he's got yes. things. He's just going crazy. Love that. But um yeah, just just the um the emotional impact of of him going down and, and taking the fire and he's still kind of alive and then and then he's finally able to uh to blow up just a, a huge sacrifice that um obviously gets rewarded later on. Uh dying heavy uses his last ounce of strength to trip the explosives ripping the entire station apart in a fireball that sends the landing platform and the droid lander crashing into the crater. There is an immediate result. All The all-clear signal stops. The Republic fleet realizes an invasion may be, uh, may be underway. So the um, Republic fleet, perfect uh, way to do this. I mean, this is the only way they can do it as far as alerting the Republic. They get the... Mm-hmm. Uh, they get the clue, and then they kind of show up. You want to finish it up, and we'll, we'll talk about it? Sure, that. yeah. Uh, later, aboard a Jedi cruiser, the surviving clone rookies, Echo and Fives, are commended for their service and their sacrifice. They receive medals directly from Generals Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker, and are absorbed into the 501st. So big, big yeah. uh, promotion for, uh, for Echo and Fives. Um, the next time we see them, I believe they will be... Uh, arc troopers um 
and uh, and and when they were uh, not when they were introduced, but in their prequel episode that comes out in season three, um, mm-hmm. we learn that actually their squad. Uh, what was it? Domino Squad? Is that, is that Domino? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, actually failed their their final um like basically like boot camp test uh multiple times mm-hmm. before they eventually kind of all came back together and 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 succeeded and um yeah man it made me want to go and watch those episodes <laughs> immediately <laughs> yeah um yeah yeah, I know. Yeah, bittersweet right. ending. Bittersweet ending. You know, the invasion yeah. attempt is thwarted. The Separatist fleet, uh, they, they retreat. Uh, Domino Squad, obviously, like we've seen, talked about here, they lose their uh, three of their guys. But uh, Heavy, or um, Echo and Fives are inducted into the 501st, which is really cool to see Anakin, you know, and that's his, that's his boys there, the 501st. So that was that was cool. But, um, yeah, just some, some really cool stuff. I mean, the... Uh, the Roger Rogers thing that gave away to to, to Rex was uh, was interesting because actually yeah. he kind of turns it around later on when um, he's impersonating the commander droid to get the droids to open the door, and then the guard on duty, you know, he doesn't realize it, but then then chaos ensues. You know, they, they it works. You know, he's able to uh, to fool the commando droid. So obviously the heroic sacrifice of heavy uh, detonating the bomb manually. Uh, when it malfunctions, that was a you know great. Thing. This whole episode, just like I said earlier, just you know, it had some 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 really, no pun intended, heavy kind of stuff in it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Just with the uh, with the way the clones interacted and in the sacrifice that they made, and then ultimately some of them um, getting the recognition that that they deserve and getting on the five hundred first. And like you said, just starting the journey. Of especially fives and echo and you know and their journey throughout the clone Wars series to where we like you talked about mike where they end up it's pretty cool to see like kind of where it started here going back and, and now knowing where it ends up you know what i mean it's like kind of cool to come back here and see where everything kind of started and you kind of you kind of know where it goes and you put the pieces together so it's kind of neat to see that so totally. um just this is one of those episodes that um as far as rookies that when you talk about uh, this this whole series of the Clone Wars, um, this is one of the episodes that that continually throughout the, all the years that we were doing this. What every year it seems it would come up as as maybe a top five or top ten episode amongst all the Star Wars community. Yeah, um, you know what I mean. This was one of those ones that kind of made it into a top ten list all the time. So definitely one of those standout episodes. Uh, for this series as a whole. So um, not to mention this first season. So fantastic stuff. Um, like we've talked about before, the, the colors, seeing this thing in high definition, colors, fantastic sound was great. You know, just, um, just really enjoying going back and watching this again. So uh, any any final thoughts on uh, Rookies, Mike? Yeah, no, I like, again, I think you nail it. Uh, this is a fan favorite episode. Um, a lot of uh, mm-hmm. uh, fan favorite characters introduced in this one, like uh, Fives and Echo. Um, and, uh, and, and this is really our first time that we get to know Rex. Um, mm-hmm. He's obviously in the movie, but I don't know that he has all that many great character moments in the movie. That's that movie. The movie is much more about Anakin, Obi-Wan, uh, Ahsoka and, and Asajj Ventress. Um, mm. and of course, zero, the hut who can forget zero, the hut. 
but <laughs> uh but but this episode really gives us our first peek at Rex and um and our first look at at what's going to make him mm-hmm. who he is um, right. and it's so great looking at that and then having just finished Star Wars Rebels knowing where <laughs> he ends up and yeah, how that character right? evolves um, and his res- relationship with Ahsoka Tano and all of that. I mean, I think that I think that they just do such a fantastic job with these characters. It's, there are people who don't watch Star Wars animation. Obviously, that's not us. We have a podcast dedicated to it. But there are people who just don't watch this stuff and go, yeah, I don't know. I just watch the movies. That stuff's that stuff's too silly for me. It's it's, <laughs> it's just for kids or whatever their stupid excuses. And that's all it is is a stupid excuse. Um, this show is every bit as good as any of the movies, uh, and uh, and and this episode is one of the ones that stands out early on. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think that I think that if you're trying to convince somebody to watch Clone Wars, this is a good one to start them on. It's a good place to begin. It's the beginning of the story, and it and it really introduces um, the characters and and yeah. it gives you an idea of who they are and what they stand for and all that. Mm-hmm. Definitely, good stuff from rookies. Uh, yeah. We got uh, email. Uh, you want to take the email, Mike? Yeah, this one comes from Darmit Studios uh, at Darmit Studios on Twitter. That is that's Marty. That's Martin. Uh, I feel like this episode was the first of many grown-up episodes of the series. Definitely my top ten list, if not top five. Uh, D. Bradley Baker kills it. He really characterizes each clone individually to perfection. Love it. And he used the hashtag CloneWarsSE to uh, to let us know that he was talking about Clone Wars Special Edition and watching along with us. Um, I mean, yeah, uh, Marty, he, he, he hits it on the head. Yeah. Uh, just like uh, just like you do, Matt. Uh, he knows exactly what's up. It's almost uh, like you guys have been listening to me talk about <laughs> Star Wars for long enough that you all just agree with me all the time. Um, yeah, no, Matt and I do not I see eye to eye on everything. <laughs> hey, just look at our Twitter feed today on Obi Wan. Exactly. That, well, that'll come. That'll come around again sometime. I'm sure it will. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you know what's funny is I didn't read this email until just now, and and he's saying. The stuff we talked about, you know, like he says, growing up episode, it, it was, it was, it, I remember the first time I watched it, it was definitely something more like, whoa, wait a minute. You know, I was thinking, you know, this is for, you know, this is a Saturday afternoon cartoon or Saturday morning cartoon. Not that it, that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that for, you know, little kids, like it was going to be, I didn't know what I was thinking. I just wasn't on online on this. And, and this was one of those episodes where like, totally changed the game for me like whoa wait a minute you know this is one of those ones where if you have like a a young five-year-old you're gonna be like whoa wait a minute i gotta start talking to him about what's going on here because this is some adult stuff going on so the grown-up thing is definitely and and he says top 10 if not top five we talked about that um this is it is one of those episodes that you hear a lot as far as uh uh, one of the top episodes in the clone war so um and d d bradley baker of course like you said mike killing it Killing it in this episode, and and it only gets better. So, um, thank you to uh, to uh, Martin for that for that email. You know, there's another one too. I, there was another. Somebody else made a comment on on this Clone Wars SE, and I, I don't have it handy. I don't know where it was. I, I remember seeing it. Maybe it was on the Facebook page, or maybe it was a Twitter response. Somebody did make another 
comment, but we'll get to it uh, next time. Uh, I'll find it and get it next for next time. But anyway, um, anything else, Mike, before we uh, wrap it up? No, I I think that's it. You want to read the descriptions for the next uh, for the next two episodes? Oh that we'll yeah. Be covering? Sure, we got the uh, droid downfall and duel of the droids two-part here. Anakin must find the missing R2-D2 before the Separatists discover the Jedi military secrets locked in his memory banks. And then the second part, Anakin, Ahsoka, and replacement droid R3-S6 embark on a dual rescue sabotage mission when they discover R2-D2 is being held at General Grievous's secret enemy listening post. So we got a double episode coming next week right before our trip to solo so we're gonna uh, be talking some droids next week mike uh and i i gotta tell you i this is gonna be interesting because i i can't remember exactly the how this how these episodes go it's been a like i said it's been a long time a long since time right yeah yeah so uh yeah anyway yeah they're um, gonna be it's gonna be good ones to to jump back into um yeah well i guess that is it for this week uh Thank you guys for listening. As always, you can stay up to date with all the latest Star Wars animation news by heading to rebelcells.com. And you can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rebelspodcast and on Twitter at rebelspodcast. And, of course, uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at arkwolf, A-R-K-W-U-L-F, and Matt is at the crankster. That's a crankster with a K. Yes. Uh, and you guys know it. You know we're part of the Thunderquack Podcast Network. Head to thunderquack.com to check out all the other great podcasts in the network podcast like the disney dad's cartoon afternoon which is in full swing i gotta give a quick shout out darkwing duck was in the last episode of ducktales <laughs> curtis and i talked about it quite a bit and it won't be the last time we mention it um big stuff very exciting very very cool um and uh, and uh, i i really like that podcast and i don't say that uh, often about my own podcasts um but uh, but I think what Curtis and I are doing over there, it's much more structured and and it's actually um, even more so than Rebel Cells or Frontlines or Rebels Podcast. It's very family friendly. We try and keep it to about half an hour, forty five minutes, so that um, so that it's at a good length for kids to enjoy and very digestible. And we've even got some kid voices on there. I, I nice. Curtis's kids, I, I, Peter and Milo. They uh, have their podcast within a podcast, uh, the uh, the um, the Junior Woodchucks podcast. So uh, it's really cool. I really like what we're doing over there for that. Um, and you should check it out if you're watching DuckTales. And if you're not watching DuckTales, get on it. It is <laughs> awesome. And I don't just mean that like, like, oh, it's really great for a kid's show. There's lots there for adult fans of DuckTales as well. Um, there's a lot of nostalgia if you watch DuckTales as a kid. But beyond that, it's just really great writing, really great voice cast. So I would say go check that out. Thunderquack.com to check out all of our podcasts. Um, and of course, if you want to support us, you can do that in two ways. First, by heading to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merch like a t-shirt or a coffee mug or a pillow or uh, all sorts of things over there in our Redbubble store uh, that you can get to by going quite simply to store.thunderquack.com. And uh, the other way you can support us, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, uh, patreon.com slash thunderquack. I won't give the whole rigmarole because I already said it. But uh, go there, support us. Thank you to everybody who does. Can't do it without you. We really appreciate it. Um, 
And uh, and that's it, man. We are a week away from Solo, a Star Wars story. So get hyped for that. But before you go see Solo, a Star Wars story, guess what? You can expect the next episode of Rebel Cells Clone Wars Special Edition, uh, where we'll be talking about, like we said, Downfall of a Droid, Duel of the Droids. So that's coming next week. So here's the deal. Make sure on Thursday morning you download that episode so that you can listen to it on your way to the movie, uh, on your yes. way home from the movie, whatever. Uh, but uh, <laughs> make us a part of your solo day. Um, and uh, and uh, uh, let us know what you thought of Solo next week, man. Let us know because we are going to want to talk about that movie. I guarantee it. Yeah, um, sure. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening. We will catch you on the next episode. See you next time. Thank you.